This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Chuck, does it, do you have a feeling like this is going to be a, not a weird college football season, but just a different college football season with Texas going into Tuscaloosa and winning and the SEC uh, already dropping six games, admittedly to some pretty good teams in Utah, Florida State, Texas, might be another one this weekend because Mizzou hosts Kansas State. Um, and, and with everything else, all the changes across college football, it does feel like this could be um, a, a very interesting season, maybe a little more interesting than in recent years. Well, it might be. I mean, for a lot of the reasons you just stated, um, you know, there's, um, uh, there's, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of excitement with the Pac-12 this year. Um, I mean, you, you pretty st- you pretty much stated it right there, and and I would I would tend to agree with that. Is there something to worry about in the SEC? Again, it's two weeks in, but we're used to seeing SEC teams win these non-conference matchups. Well, I was surprised that LSU didn't play any better than they did in their game against Florida State, and. I thought that, again, Alabama's defense, particularly their pass defense, was just, um, I mean, it was really bad. You had Texas guys running free all over the place, and you just don't see that with Alabama very often. Um, You know, I think right now, unless, you know, let's say somebody comes out of the West. Uh, It might be Arkansas. It might be Ole Miss. Let's say there's a surprise team that, you know, just goes on an unbelievable run and ends up winning the West with one loss. Um, you know, that team, if they can win the championship game, they got a chance to get in. Now, I realize that's a series of huge ifs. And, but other than that, um, Georgia's going to be the SEC team in the playoff, I'm assuming. You know, I'm assuming they get there. I'm assuming they don't lose twice. I don't see how Alabama or, or LSU will uh, make it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a chance. Somebody else. I mean, they'd have to run the table and win the SEC championship game, and they're not going to do that. They're not good enough. They're good. I mean, they 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 may be one two in the West. I don't know, but they're not good enough. I don't think to run the table and win the championship game over Georgia, and that's what it's going to take for them to get in. So, you know. If you want two SEC teams in the playoff this year, you better pull for a dark horse out of the Western Division. Um, I don't know if there's a team in that group right now that you know anybody would view as a challenger to that. Maybe there will be later on. Chuck, yeah, I think I, I, I tend to agree with you with that. Um, as far as this game goes against BYU, Chuck, is there any uh, position battles that are that are still going out there? Do you, do you think the starting line, offensive line that we had last week, well, he will have the same starting line against BYU? You know, I'm going to be interested to see that. He uh, he did a little tinkering this past Saturday, I think with the full knowledge that it would probably be the last time they could. Mm-hmm. And so they did that. I think the question is going to be, can you get to seven or eight guys? You know, you've, you've, you've got your five there. Then you've got either Manuel or Shambly, depending upon which one doesn't start. Um, you know, you've, you've, you've got Amari Wiggins in there, and you've got Tykees Crawford. So, you know, you hope that you can fashion eight guys out of that. I don't know how many 
teams that really have nine or ten offensive linemen. Most of the time, if you've got eight, you got a guy that plays one or two spots, maybe more than a guy that plays one or two spots. But I think if they can develop that, um, you know, they've got a chance to be good. But my suspicion is that we'll see uh, the same starting five this week that we saw last week. And we'll see how much the other guys play. Well, and, and this offense, you know, as good as this defense is playing, and, and, and we can question things, I guess, as fans, is kind of what we do. They still have zero turnovers in, in, in two games. Well, you're right. And that's the one thing KJ, I think, has always done since he's been here. He's protected the football. I mean, he's protected possession. He's not a guy that throws interceptions. Now, he'll make a throw every once in a while, and it's like, wow, <laughs> where was that going? But he always throws it away from the other team. Mm -hmm. And I thought a lot of his throws Saturday, you know, there was going to be one guy that would catch it or it wasn't going to be caught. So I like what he's doing with the ball. I think hang on to it. You know, if they can hang on to the ball, I think this is a team that's got a chance to have a nice turnover margin. Two guys I want to bring up defensively with you, Chuck. One of them is Keevy Rose, because listening to Sam Pittman yesterday, it sounds like Rose is close to breaking through to being a number one. I don't think it's anything that Anthony Booker has done. I just think Rose has been that good in the first couple of games. The other is Pooh Paul, who I think when he's on the field, he's probably the best defender, but he just, you know, if he was injured part of camp, you know, he missed a good chunk of the second half week one, missed the first half week two, and just hasn't been able to play a lot of football of late. No, and they need to get him untracked. I thought he was key in that goal line stand at the end. I think for him it's just getting out there and playing, and I suspect he'll play a lot more on Saturday night. I, um, you know, you're going to have to put some pressure on this guy. They did a good job putting pressure on the quarterback Saturday. And they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to do something similar on Saturday night because, I mean, they're going to come under attack. BYU is going to throw the ball. And it was not a great BYU team last year, but they still scored 35 points. So, you know, you're going to have to go out there and do a lot of the things you did Saturday defensively, but it's going to be against a better team. You just think of, like, BYU, and it's just it's still shocking to think that that school won a national title in 1984. Talk about an upset. They were unranked Steve going Young? into that season. Was that Steve Young's year? No, it was Robbie Bosco was okay. the quarterback. Steve man. Young's after that probably. End up as a national yeah. champion. But this is the year where they finally are part of a major conference. Like, they've never been part of a major conference. And, and I mean, it's one of the, it were one of the better independent programs. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a school that was in the whack and has a national title. But just think about rare that is. They love football at BYU, but this season, entering the Big 12, like now they're finally sort of like, I don't know if I put it in these terms, but it's like they're, they're finally stepping up to the big leagues. It's a big year for them. Well, it is. I mean, all eyes are on them, that's for sure, because they're one of those teams that's moved into a new conference, and you know, we, um, as has been pretty well chronicled, the vast majority of the teams that move into new conferences don't win as many games as they did before. And, you know, we're going to have to see if BYU can. I've got my doubts about that. Um, they, um, you're right. I mean, they, they, they've got a national title. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when it happened, and it, it was very disputed. Um, I'll just put it that way. But um, they're a good program. I'm not knocking them at all. But, you know, as all teams do that move into new conferences, you've got to get better. And, I guess we'll start to see Saturday night if they're doing that.
Ty Detmer's another quarterback I, I think of when, with BYU. Chuck, I just looked at the schedule. Cowboys host the Jets week two. How lucky Cowboys should be two and zero after week two, huh? Or you don't be. you don't I count your chicken jet though. I would think, but I mean it's the NFL. You don't That's know. That's right. I mean, That's right, man. I mean NFL is crazy. You'll have some weeks where. Like you'll have a six and two team playing a two and six team, and the two and six team will win thirty eight to seven. So um, you know, every once in a while, you have those weird weeks in the NFL. But I wouldn't think that would happen this early. Did I hear something on the morning rush about uh, you being in a certain suite for uh, for a, for an NFL game at Cowboy Stadium sometime soon? No, not in a suite. I think they were just talking. I'm going to go see the Cowboys and the Patriots play the day after the Hogs play A and M, but. I don't think it'll be in a suite. Okay. All right. So I, I sometimes I'm not quite sure when they're joking with you or when they're or when they're being truthful with you. So I got to listen no, a little closer no, next time. No, no, no. That's 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 not in the works. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll be up in the booth the day before. All right. Uh, Look uh, forward to it. That's enough. Looking forward to Saturday, Chuck. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chuck. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's talk with Alyssa Orange from Pig Trail Nation, and we always appreciate time to do that. Good afternoon, Alyssa. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Hope you guys are doing well. Doing really good. So let me get this straight. You have a best friend who lives in Virginia, correct? He does. He does. Yeah. Right. He lives in Virginia, and he got married this past weekend and you went to that wedding you missed a football game and you are still best friends with him this all works we are still we are we are still friends now you know obviously he's a guy so he had absolutely no decision making uh when it came to when the day was so uh it wasn't really his fault so i forgave him but i also forgave his wife jesse i understand and because it was kent state we made it work very good. Thanks. It all, kind you know of all the, comes in. No more weddings the rest of the season, though, right? No. Well, I don't even know anyone who needs to get married, so that's the. I'm the, I'm at that part of my life. Like he was the last one, so no more. The Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. The Dolphins, uh, their their arch rival or team that they were worried about, just lost their quarterback. Tyree Hill's the best receiver in the conference. Florida State's the best <laughs> team in college football. Alyssa, you're doing great. It sounds to me, I'm Alyssa, living. like it's your world, and we're just <laughs> living in it. Guys, I'm I am living my best life. Y'all have no idea. I um, couldn't tell you the last time, and I count Arkansas and Sawyer's a uh, a Cowboys fan. We're all five of our teams. One uh, over the weekend. 
So All right. So what do you want more? What do you, what do you want more? You, you you have lived through a recent L.A. Dodgers World Series championship. It's got an asterisk next to it, though, because of the pandemic. Yeah. You've never oh seen the gosh. Dolphins in the Super Bowl. You have nope. you've lived through a Florida State National Championship. I what went, do I, you I want? That, because it sounds like you can just game. have your yeah. pick. Well, you know what? I want a, I want a Dolphins Super Bowl. I have grown up with a Dan Marino cutout, six-foot cutout, in my living room since I was a kid. I have a Dan Marino jersey. I have an orange Chris Chambers jersey. Like, I wasn't a college football fan until I went to college because my parents didn't go to a big Power 5 school. We were NFL family. We were Dolphins fans, and so that would mean a lot to me to see it. I got to get you to go to Pittsburgh at some point because I have played on Dan Marino Field, which was just down yeah. the street from his house in Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, right by Central Catholic High School. So, yeah, I wasn't a Dolphins fan, but just about everybody in the city was rooting for Marino anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, and there was always that big worry when, you know, time was winding down with Miami. Was he going to do the whole play for Pittsburgh for a year and then retire? And I'm selfishly glad that he didn't do that. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet because they had a chance to. Anyway, there's no reason to get into that. Um, Dodgers. I mean, are they going to be okay without Urias? I heard. I saw they uh, they removed his locker. Uh, I mean, he's he's oh, not even. He's gone. Then. Well, Major League Baseball placed him on the suspended list. Um, the Dodgers now have removed his locker. It sounds to me, Alyssa, like his career may be over so i just wonder what they they hope to get bueller back he's not coming back so mm-hmm. you know as far as pitching goes for the dodgers they're down one and, and maybe even down two because i think they were hoping to get walker bueller back yeah for, from a pitching standpoint on an arm on a mound a faceless arm on a mound yeah it hurts and and you've got to be able to find some arms if you're going to make a postseason run and try to win a world series from a will we miss uh, Julio Urias, uh, like, I'm, I'm good. You know what? I, I don't have time to be associated with that kind of stuff. I don't have time to figure that kind of stuff out uh, and have that, that black eye on, on our roster. And so uh, it's the right move. Um, and it came, obviously, with a detriment to the pitching staff. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with that. And so you got to figure out what you got, figure out how you're going to make it work. And... Um, and the Dodgers are someone who has always been able to try to figure it out the best that they can. So I'm not worried about it. It's unfortunate. It breaks my heart. I like him, but I don't have time for that. But before we get into some Arkansas football, I do want to ask you, uh, Texas beating Alabama, LSU uh, losing in, in week one. Do you still see this SEC West being, I know they're out of conference games, but do you see some chinks in the armor or is it still LSU, Alabama going to win the SEC West this year? You know, when it all shakes out, Matt, it probably still might be Alabama or LSU. However, there are a lot of opportunities for some chaos to happen this year than in years past. And so if we get if we have a chaotic SEC West run towards the end of the year and it's a game here and a game there that's going to decide things and, you know, Ole Miss has to win and Mississippi State has to lose and Arkansas has to win and LSU has to lose. I mean, if it's just mad chaos, I'm here for it. I want to see it. I want to see good football. I want to see a wide-open SEC West until the very last weekend because we haven't gotten that in a while. And uh, it, it makes for fun football on, on Saturdays when you, you've got a lot riding on the line. And uh, it, it might end up just being Alabama and LSU, and this was you know just a little hiccup in Alabama's run. But, uh, man, if we can cause some chaos, that would be fun. 
this Saturday at Razorback Stadium. Melissa, you got a couple of teams that I think have had, it's not exactly the same deal for these first two weeks, but there are some similarities. You know, BYU is averaging less than three yards per rush. Arkansas just barely got over three yards per rush. Defensively, they're causing turnovers, haven't allowed lower division uh, schools to score very much on them either way, but there also is a feeling that neither of these two teams has played as well as they probably can in the first two weeks. I heard Kalani Satake say kind of the same thing that Sam Pittman had talked about where the first two weeks we were sort of playing us. Now we got to really worry about the opponent because there's a lot of talent on the other side of the line of scrimmage this weekend. Well, and it's funny because that's the same storyline when we went into this game last year a little deeper into the season that these were two teams that were quite evenly matched if not a little favored in BYU's favor with an SEC team coming in and now they're coming here and I think the same thing I mean it's been um, it's been a, uh, some exposure some weaknesses and some things that they got to clean up Arkansas does over the last two weeks but this is the real litmus test of where are you as a team in terms of physicality and toughness and execution uh, against a team like BYU that Sam Pittman said he thinks is better than the one last year as you head into LSU. You can't be overlooking BYU heading into that LSU game and saying, okay, how can we figure out a way to beat the Tigers? you got to beat the Cougars first. And um, it's going to be an exciting one. It's a night game. There's going to be a lot of BYU fans here. It's the first time they've ever played in Arkansas. And uh, if there's any team that would like to return the favor from a year ago, it's BYU. And it's going to be fun. KJ's been pretty good. The, these first, I think the offense as a whole has been all right. Defense, A-plus. How good can this receiving group be this year, do you think? I just throw the ball to Tesla every time. Oh, my gosh. It is incredible to watch him catch these balls where KJ just threads that needle, but he can catch anything regardless, I think, of where that ball is. And then Andrew Armstrong has been really good. Isaiah Satenia is such a weapon. They're fun. Jaden Wilson. Um, I, I understand people are freaking out about the run game right now, and I understand. They'll get it going and figure it out. But the way that these wide receivers play, just throw the football and and Dan Enos can execute a little bit of a of an air raid offense on Saturday and just throw the football um I think they can still have success you don't have to rely on the run game as much with the guys that KJ has around him and that's including the tight ends and Luke Haas well they're stubborn about it though they still want to run I mean they, they still view themselves as a, as a physical I shouldn't say run-oriented team, but that that can run when they want to. I think they missed Rocket Sanders on Saturday. I think it's a good group of running backs, but I do think they missed Rocket Sanders on Saturday. And and they probably will, you know, unless the the, the running backs, unless Green and Dubinion hit the hole a little quicker, um, then I think they'll continue to miss Rocket Sanders. That's one thing Rocket does a little better is he hits that hole. He's just a different kind of player, and that's not a knock at A.J. Green or Shad Dubinian or Dominique Johnson. I think they all have um, a lot to their game, but it shows you exactly why Rocket Sanders stands above and beyond the rest of that group with what he does because of his instincts and the way he sees the field and the things that he can do with his cuts and his body. And um, it's, it's, it's a running game that can still have success, but it's just different. And when you when you have a guy like like Rocket Sanders not playing anymore, you're going to miss that. It's like 
when you don't have D-Mac or you don't got Alex Collins back there, you're, you're going to miss that even though you've got good guys around him. And that's what Rocket Sanders is. Alyssa, the, the first couple games, like you said, we're kind of playing ourselves, get, seeing adjustments, playing a lot of different uh, units. And what, how do you think this offensive line is going to go out there? You think the game, the team, the offensive line that started this Kent State game is going to start this BYU game? Uh, well, we're going to have to see. Um, and you know, they're going to have a, a, a big, big test ahead of them. You know, I, I would hope that they can step up to the challenge and feel, you know, maybe a little insulted and a little. Uh, chip on their shoulder because of what's happened and they've got to play better and they know that so uh they just have to be more physical you know do you do you have uh brady latham back out there you know how exactly is he still 100 percent healthy some questions and trying to figure out exactly what they want to do but i think they've got no point in sam Pittman and cody kennedy of you know at, at this point i'm playing the, the most physical five guys i've had in practice all week uh, I, I'm hearing rumors, or at least expectations, that there may be close to 10,000 BYU fans in the stadium on Saturday. You know, I think it's a it's like a sneaky fan base that travels. Because truthfully, mm-hmm. I mean, the Mormon Church is worldwide. They are everywhere. Mm-hmm. They are here. They are in Northwest Arkansas, and they have fans everywhere they go. Uh, we had we had a pretty decent amount of Razorback fans in Provo last year. There's a good chance there's going to be more Cougars fans than there were Razorback fans on the road this year. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's kind of like Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame, you're, there's Irish Catholics everywhere. They're just going to have Notre Dame fans. Um, and I just got off the phone with a guy who was the head of the BYU Alumni Association here in Northwest Arkansas earlier today. They're having a big tailgate at Wilson Park. They've got whole hog catering. They're expecting at least 400 BYU people at this tailgate and then still opening it up to the public because they want to, they're collecting non-perishable food items to give to a local food bank before they leave. And um, there's going to be a lot of people. There's some high expectations for just the fans coming this weekend. So if you see a lot of blue and white walking around, um, be nice to them because they were really nice to us in Provo. Provo was clean. Don't they give y'all ice cream when y'all went out there? Didn't they give you ice they, cream they sandwiches? Gave, they give the away section ice cream. And, and fans. Fans give the away fans ice cream in the third quarter. There you quarter. go. There you go. Yeah. I didn't get any. I don't know if Phil snuck down there. I didn't get any. I didn't make it down there, but it's almost. it was almost like they were too nice. It's like, wait a minute. Nobody's really this nice in football. This has got to be fake. Yeah, it was weird. Well, we were walking in, and they were like, you know, they had this, like, welcoming committee that was hi thank you for coming we're so excited you're here it's like no she's not going to say that to you oh uh, no they won't well they're going to say g- you're number one yeah well <laughs> then, well then they're going to say here have this pamphlet and call me if you have any questions <laughs> right no I, I i know no i know where it's all going to go but that's another conversation for another day the Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. 
passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. And we'll talk with Bill King from Nashville Sports Radio in about 15 minutes about the weekend that was in college football and the weekend that is coming up in college football. But until then, we're going to start a new segment. Going to try to do this on a weekly basis. And uh, we realized this would work yesterday because who was it yesterday you referred to as your boy, Matt Jones? Oh, I can't remember. Who was that? But it was somebody that I said, wait a minute, that's not my boy. He's your boy. Oh, was it Barry Odom? It was Barry Odom, Barry which I have nothing Odom. against Barry Odom, but he's not my boy. I like Barry Odom. Yeah. I don't know Barry Odom personally, but it's kind of, uh, I like him as what I see, uh, how he goes about coaching the defense and his his, his demeanor, uh, kind of what some people, people that I, I respect or trust have said about him, you know, that type of thing. But yeah. But it just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't. I didn't expect to have him referred to as my boy. So then it started, led to a conversation between me and Matt. And uh, like Deion Sanders is your boy. Like, uh, see, see, exactly. Yeah, I have yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. against Deion Sanders. So maybe he. Maybe he. He's not my boy because I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily follow him on a really close basis. Right. But I tell you who my boy is. My boy is is this Cubs prospect that just made his major league debut a day ago. And there it is. He's on base. And wait a minute. What just happened there? Pete Crow Armstrong. A top prospect in the Cubs organization. Do you hear this crowd? <laughs> Making his big league debut. <laughs> he's got speed. He's got power. He's a tremendous defensive player in center field. And let's see if he might be running right away. It's uh, Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer on the Cubs radio broadcast. Pete Crow Armstrong. He actually has some pretty interesting baseball lineage. His mother is Jenny Haywood, who is an actress. And Jenny Haywood played Henry's mom in the movie Rookie of the Year. Now her real son is a major league player. And I think that's pretty cool. That's my boy. Your boy today, Matt Jones, is DJ Durkin, Texas A&M defensive coordinator, whose defense at Ole Miss stunk, uh, fell apart badly in the second half last year, and now he hasn't fixed Texas A&M's defense. 48 points, 12 and a half yards per pass against Miami, and the most points allowed by the Aggies since week two of 2020 when the national champion, soon-to-be national champion, Crimson Tide, put up 52 against the Texas A&M defense. So I think DJ Durkin might be your boy. But who you got for me? I'm going to give you uh, your boy Dylan Brooks. Uh, went out there and had 39, and uh, he's he's uh, a free agent, and he, he messed around. And, and now they, they won the third-place game at the Basketball World Cup, which, you know, what, what whatever. It's a medal, yeah. It's, it's, it's You're on the podium. Something to bite. Hey, you get a chance to represent your country I, I'm yes I'm, 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 I'm all for it um, but he messed around and found out last year calling out LeBron James yes. and then uh, you, you got to be careful with that and he's actually a decent little player he's from Oregon he's a Pac-12 guy he can score a little bit I, I he's he's a defensive guy but he's not uh, 
it would be interesting to see where he where he ends up. So that's my boy, huh? He and plays the part of the bad guy, and he seems to like it. He does. And then then my boy, Paul Pogba, who, who I got to see him play play live. He's a French international. He, he played at Juventus when he played the Champions League final against Barcelona. He, he played at Man United for a couple years. He's back at Juventus. Heck of a player. He's Tyreek Hill. He's Antonio Brown. Whatever you – how do you want to translate him? He's a Galactico. He is a Galactico. He um, he might be and he might not be playing for the next four years. So even though he's my boy, he 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 uh, Lance Armstrong doping uh, like a steroid something. So he's he's figuring out the legal stuff to see if he's going to play. But uh, he was man, he was absolutely uh, fun to watch. He yeah, he's he's a, he's Aaron Rodgers. Like he's he's as good as you want to be. My boy John Fuqua turned seventy six years old today. Some people remember him as Frenchy Fuqua who was the intended receiver on the immaculate reception. There you go. It bounced off his shoulder right back to Franco, and there's no doubt Franco caught that ball. I mean, nobody disputes that Franco caught that ball. Also, Frenchie Fuqua was the definition of a pimp from the 1970s. Not a professional one. He just dressed like one. He was known as the French Count. In fact, he nicknamed himself that. He had outfits that included a skin-tight jumpsuit and a black sombrero, a caveman look that featured a fur poncho and a bow tie, and he also wore what he called a count suit that consisted of a lavender cape, a gold cane, and three-inch heels with goldfish inside. That's my boy. Wow. I don't dress like that because only one man can pull it off. You ever see the movie, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? That's the first place I ever saw the goldfish in the heels, but Frenchie Fuqua started it. And so uh, what is it, uh, the 40-year-old version when Jonah Hill makes his cinematic uh, entrance and he's like, can I just buy these here? And she's <laughs> like, no, that's not how this store works. Like, but I have money and I want it. No, you have to go home and get on the interweb and buy it from there. Uh, please? Your other boy today, uh, Matt, is Matt Quattraro, who is the Royals manager. Congratulations on taking the first team to 100 losses for the season with 18 games remaining. That's your second boy but he's, today. He's a bottom line type of guy. Sometimes you got to get it done, whatever the bottom line is. And somebody who, who, who would be your boy that I had a little more faith in, that I, maybe he can get it around, maybe he can figure it out, but Josh Allen is not getting it done. Too many turnovers. He was 29 of 41, 236 yards with a touchdown but he had three interceptions got sacked five times ran the ball six times fumbled two of them losing one of them you got to get better uh what was his quarterback rating for the game negative 28 oh my goodness that's my boy uh my boy is matt olson matt olson hit his 50th home run for the braves yesterday leaving him one short of the uh braves franchise record and i also have another boy tulio rodriguez doing mm. the 30 30 club with a home run yesterday first seattle mariner ever to pull it off your other boy though matt is jim harbaugh i like jim harbaugh he's I'm a harbaugh serving fan. the last of his school imposed three game suspension I know that everybody's been pouring one out for him in it's Ann an Arbor. Important game. Oh yeah, I mean they they need coach they need coach Harbaugh to beat Bowling Green at least to cover the 40 and a half point spread. Oh, That's your boy, coach Harbaugh. Captain comeback. 
Well, I am a Jim Harbaugh fan. I, I, I think he's he's pretty good with the quarterbacks. He's got Michigan rocking. Uh, I, I think Michigan will be one of the teams. I think Michigan. You're going to get Ohio State, Notre Dame next week. That that might tell you a little bit. Ohio State has a new quarterback, but Michigan does have the veteran quarterback in that league. They get Ohio State at home. I see Michigan representing the Big Ten this year uh, in that playoff four. I have another your boy, whomever it was, Matt, that, that scheduled two school open houses and a little league game today, all at the same time. We can only be in one place at a time. So somebody's missing a school open house because he's not missing a little league game. Is this the day that he finally swings the bat in a game? Let's go. Let's get that bat let's off your it. shoulder, man. Let's uh, let's 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 compete. Uh, let, let's go out there. And does, has he gotten any practice in? Is he getting any cuts in? They've had practice. They've there had we go. practice twice a week. We've been throwing on the uh, in the driveway. I don't throw batting. Just practice seeing bat hit ball. Yeah. Yet, Just get a little practice in. Get get a little confidence going. Got him a new pair of baseball shoes yesterday because his feet continue to grow. I said, "Well, hold on and buying a new bat until you prove that you need a bat." Um, until then, maybe think about pitching. Give, give me, give me two hits in one game, and I'll buy you a new bat. I told him, I mean, all it takes, all it takes is one base hit. The first time you get a base hit and you hear the people, the 70 people that are watching the game, all parents cheering for you, it's intoxicating. Yeah, it is. You'll want to do it again and again and again and again. It just takes the first one. You just got to get that first one. And in order to get a base hit, what do you have to do? You yeah. have to swing the bat. You got to compete. So that's what's going on tonight. That's my boy. That's your boy. That's we have a uh, lot of boys. And that is, that is. And then I know we got one of our favorites, Bill King, coming on up. That's uh, everybody's boy. <laughs> it's everybody's boy, especially in Nashville on WNSR. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this, lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait, call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply, see dealer for details. Professional people, professional service, Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their Prize Picks projection. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com slash HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. 
That's prizepicks.com slash HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Time to go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline and talk with Bill King, the king of college football talk and the host on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR 6 to 9, Monday through Friday. Good afternoon, Bill, and happy week three. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Had a had a lot of fun today. Uh, need your reaction to Texas versus Alabama? Shocking or something that you saw coming down the pike? Well, I think guys, when we visited prior, I have listed a litany of things that I thought were not Alabama esque on this group coming up, and among them, quarterback play. Lack of playmakers at receiver, physicality on both lines of scrimmage, and they're not sticky in the second year. You just saw all of that. Hadn't changed. Is it a matter of and also... They do not, and they don't, they don't have a generational quarterback mm-hmm. to bail them out. That's, that's another the, problem. That's a major difference. But I, I saw um, a passing game with Texas that, that should be feared by, by any defense, even the best defenses in the country. I think it would be pretty tough to be able to cover Worthy and Mitchell and Sanders and Whittington. And, and Quinn Ewers is just an accurate quarterback. I was, uh, that, to me, stood out more than anything else, was how difficult it was for Alabama to cover those receivers. But, and, and true, that'll be the best receiving core they play unless they get Ohio State in the playoffs. But he was in a clean pocket, too. Now, I'm, I'm a Quinn Ewers fan, so I'm nothing but praising him. But couple the talent level you have at receiver with a clean pocket, and you might as well just pick your poison, right? Which poison do you want to die from? Do you think that Alabama? Because what I see when it, when I see that quarterback they got there, Milrow, it's like you. Why are you asking him to do something he can't do? Well, I don't understand why. It's like you got to coach this offense to what he can do, and so he's got to be a runner first and 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 kind of pl- do play action passing. And then if he gets hurt, you you bring in the backup guy, but you can't worry about that because he can't sit back there and read the defense. His eyes get lost. He's looking at everything else and not reading what he needs to read on on just a regular one, two, three type of pass. No, no doubt. And you obviously excelled at that position, but he's scared of his route tree because he knows what's coming, right? I mean, he's, he's saying he's, he's, he's 12 years old in his first haunted house, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mm-hmm. trust any corner that he's walking through. It's, it's scary. It's very scary. And I don't know if, if Ty Simpson, who is from, Middle Tennessee or Jackson, Tennessee, not quite Middle Tennessee, four or five star quarterback or Buckner, Tyler Buckner, or the kid that they have, Tyler 
uh, Dylan Lonergan out of Georgia, I don't guess they're ready yet because they haven't done anything with them. Now, look, guys, having said all I've said, there's lots of dudes on that team. They just need to be developed, and they just need to play up to their ability. Well, and they might have just needed to be surprised, too, you know. And and Sam Pittman's even talked about that. Sometimes a team just needs to be surprised. So then where will Texas be surprised? I think there's a couple of teams on their schedule that uh, have a chance. But outside of Oklahoma or Kansas State, I'm not sure. Unless Texas just lays an egg somewhere, which is what has happened every year going back to Colt McCoy's final season. Uh, I'm just not sure if there's an egg to lay this season for him. You're right, though. The follow-through is what we have not been getting. And and as much as I want to praise Texas for winning that game in Keytown, you don't see that happen much. This is not a real good Alabama team by their brand, by their standards. It might be in Game 8 or Game 11, or maybe they are. But right now they're not. There's ample opportunity. That's a pretty tough league. Kansas is pretty good, right? You just mentioned Kansas State. There's places where you could lose in that league, but yeah, they look like the favorite, and they are very sound and physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. That is for sure, and they won the trenches battle clearly. How much you you believe it into Colorado? They play Colorado State this week, and uh, they win that game and be undefeated as they they go to Eugene, and then I believe they host USC. Uh, they're two and zero right now. They got those next three games. What will their record be after these next three games? I'm guessing three and two, probably. Shadur Sanders is the scouts are saying he's a he's a first round pick the way he's playing right now. And they have those playmakers at wide receiver. So I'm incredibly impressed. I still can't calculate, are they a five-win team, a seven-win team, an eight-win team? That's what I'm trying to sift through. I don't think I know that yet, but absolutely impressed. And the energy that they have and how much fun they have on offense and all the playmakers, that running back, that freshman running back is running up and down the field as a former Notre Dame commit that slipped because – Dion had him back in junior high or something, or, or in peewee ball or something. It's guys, it's amazing, and what he's going to be able to do in recruiting and the recruiting and the transfer portal is going to be ungodly. Well, I just wonder how long he'll be at Colorado because <clears throat> there's even we even people texting into the show all the time, uh, and you can see the circumstances where this where this comes up. Tennessee blows out Florida in Gainesville this weekend, okay? Let's just say that happens. And the pressure really starts coming down on, on Napier. And I don't really think it's a very good Florida team. Dion really doesn't seem to have positive feelings any longer for Florida State. Florida's going to have a lot of money, even if they owe Napier $31 million if they get rid of him this season or at the end of the season. Could you imagine Dion Sanders coaching at Florida? Is this, could that actually occur? With that brand to go out and sell recruits, it would be amazing. That that is a superpower brand when you have the right leadership, and they should be feared by everybody when they have the right leadership. How about let's say Jimbo continues to stumble around? Now again, what? No idea right now. And they handed him the A and M resources. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. It'd be absolutely ridiculous. Now, again, we don't know, obviously, about any of this happening, but I think he's proving that you give him resources. Guys, he's promised a salary right now in Colorado. They can't pay. 
They're not paying him the salary they agreed to because they can't afford it. No Both kidding. Places not, can pay you. I've not heard about that. That's 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 news to me. I mean, where's the money coming from then? Well, hopefully, good goodwill and good news. W's W's will establish that. How interesting that is. Yeah. What's uh What's going on with the Michigan State thing? I know they got Washington. They they host them this week. Is Mel Brooks done? Will he Will he Will he coach any more college football? The first inclination, I think, the general public and even the media, when you hear a story and you don't hear all the sides, is guilty, right? It's guilty, guilty. But now you're seeing how he's responded through his lawyer and everything. And I'm a little bit confused. I do think ultimately he'll get fired. And I think what they're doing right now is taking their time. He's suspended. Understanding they've got several aspects of this situation. Number one, if they fire him for cause, they're going to go to court. How much pain are they willing to endure just with the PR angle on that? And how much money are they willing to spend? They're saving $80 million bucks or something if they get rid of him for cause, which is what they would do. And this is coming off the Larry Nassar thing not that long ago. They dragged on forever. Now they're back in a big mess. And how much do they believe his side of the story right now? Because there's various folks that are claiming, okay, he's guilty here, but this is a shakedown by this lady. Again, I don't know the truth, but they've got to deal with all this, this huge mess right now. And the other item, guys, is if he is fired during the regular season, which is probably what will happen, there's a one-year-old rule that was established again, I think, last September, which says if your head coach gets fired, you have a 30-day window, the entire roster, a 30-day window beginning with a moment he's fired to go anywhere you want. Hmm. Your own portal. How about that? That's wild. That, that That's wild. But it's also... Look, I mean, you got to know who it is that you're making calls to, or who you think you're you're flirting with. Right. It's, it was, I mean, it was the this Brenda Brenda Tracy's the wrong person to think that you might have something romantic with. I mean, it's just that's a phone call that probably should never have happened to begin with. Or and I understand that she goes and speaks to dozens of teams a year, uh, but this is the only time that anything like this has ever come out before. It, it's just, it's the wrong person to think you're going to start a romantic relationship with. What's the thing on uh, Twitter, the little one-minute guy at the board, bleep around and find out? Mm-hmm. I believe that just happened, right? That's exactly right. That's right. Tell me what's going on with this Pac-12 lawsuit. I'm kind of, well, Honestly, I'm rooting for Oregon State to win the Pac-12 with them being abandoned and relegated the way that they're being relegated. But I saw where Oregon State and Washington State won injunctions against the rest of the what's remaining of the Pac-12 for holding a meeting. And uh, you, when something like this happens, this is usually about money and nothing else. What do you know about this? 100%. Okay, here's what they're doing. There's supposed to be a board meeting league-wide on Wednesday. And you've got all these teams leaving to three different leagues. So they'll be in unison when it comes to voting. And they could just power Oregon State and Washington with policy and bills and things. Basically, with the power, with the overwhelming votes, to fleece the league on the way out. For example, there's talk they want money from the league just as far as relocation. 
Hmm. transition money just so we can get to our new league and you pay for it. So basically, this is Oregon State and Washington State say, yeah, you guys have bullied us, and we're sitting here alone, but you're not going to fleece us on the way out. And we're going to go to court over this, and that's what's happening, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. There's one year left on their media deal with ESPN, and it's about $30 million a team. It's about 350 360 that's a lot of money, and they feel like they're going to perhaps get fleeced on the way out. This might be the last year of the league, but can you imagine a board meeting, and you're sitting there, and you're from Pullman, Washington, or Corvallis, Oregon, and everybody's bullying you in a, in a Zoom meeting? I mean, no telling what they were planning on doing. That's what this is about. That is kind of mind-blowing to think, all right, yeah, we're going to leave you, but we're going to take the money that we've all agreed to spend on this league and take it to the other league so that we can be a, uh, we can be part of them. That's nuts. Um, transition money. Transition <laughs> money. That's a nice way to put yeah. being screwed. Uh, yeah, how, uh, yeah. what, 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 games, what games have your eye this weekend, Bill? Florida-Tennessee, it, it's not the brand matchup of the 90s, but it's still interesting. Tennessee played horribly. This last Saturday against Austin P. Joe Milton did not play well. The offense looked uninspired. And Hogtown, Gainesville, has been a very difficult place. They, the last time they won there was, I believe, Ron Zook was the head coach. Early yeah. early 2000s. So they don't win there much. And uh, I think the Mississippi State-LSU game, LSU's obviously better, but it's in... Starkville, and I want to see how LSU responds on the road in league play. And Mississippi State guys, I think today they're two and zero, and I think they played pretty well. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.